Hey, this is Tony Soprano, and you're listening to Jersey Boys Podcast with your hosts, Dave Sturgeo and the Ernst Boys. I mean, I could give a shit about the Cowboys. We're in New Jersey. These guys got balls being Cowboys fans in Jersey. Anyways, enjoy. Well, whatever. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Jersey Boys Podcast right here on the Chop Sports Podcast Network. Your host, of course, Dave Sturchio, alongside America's fan Keith Ernst and nationally known comedian Brett Ernst. Fellas, how was our Thanksgiving? We'll get into the game and everything like that, but I'll start with Keith. How was your Thanksgiving, pal? It's about time, man. You know, it's been three freaking years since I could enjoy my Thanksgiving, you know? Screw yeah. the food, screw my family. It's all about the Bro, Cowboys winning. I, I couldn't <laughs> I couldn't eat dessert. Dessert fell at halftime and I was like, I'm not, I'm not eating this shit. <laughs> like I couldn't do it. I was so upset. I was so distraught. You know, my whole family's looking at me like I'm just a special boy. And they're like, How can Bro, you, just, you have you have you have issues? Oh yeah. Is that what it is? Oh, all right. You, you do, buddy. You do. I meant <laughs> the way you throw in the towel is un fucking believable. Okay. <laughs> I don't I don't know, I was thought I was on blogging the boys, so I, I kind of like stopped with the F word, but I don't need no, to do good. that. <laughs> I meant it's just, uh, it, it's ridiculous. I bet. <laughs> All right. Wait. He's up. He's up, bro. It's the holidays. <laughs> bro, let me ask you this, Keith. Yeah. How many times do you think after the podcast, little starch Guido's out and is like, what the fuck do you think they meant by that? <laughs> Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, like is, they fucking you because you know he takes some of this shit home with him. No, um, you know, it's funny. It's not me. Sometimes, uh, it's like my my uh, bonus mom Barry. Sometimes she'll chime in. She'll listen to the podcast, and she'll be like, "The fuck is Brett thinking, bro? <laughs> like, what, what are they talking about? Well, they they want me to cut this guy." And I'm like, "All right, hey, oh, relax. It's all good." Um, but yeah, well, so here's, well, here's an example. Exactly. Me. Here we go. Text oh, message. Jesus Christ, you scrolled back. <laughs> 231 PM. Okay. Which is probably middle of the second quarter, I would say. Here's Sturch texting Fuck. the Jersey Boys group. I'm just right? gonna bleep. I'm just gonna bleep all this out. <laughs> and you can picture him saying it. Yeah, we're not gonna win this game. It's second quarter. And I'm him and I'm you. I not think I mention um I said we're gonna win this game because, and I gave my reasons. He's like, "What? What game are you watching? What are you drunk?" That's how he talks to his friends. And I'm like, "I'll bet you fifty dollars that the shit. Dallas Cowboys win this money. game." And he's like, "You got it, man. You got it. Here's my Venmo." He's, he even sent me his Venmo address. He was so he was he was positive the Cowboys were gonna lose. It's see, just Keith, this poor kid, man. See, Keith, I'm glad you're I'm glad you're reading this now because now uh, his stepmom can hear wh- who he really is. <laughs> no, no, exactly. no, no. Listen, instead of instead real, of getting mad at us, real, she needs listen, to know who little Sturch really is. In real time, they know exactly who I am. Oh, I can't okay, trust <laughs> I tell you, they know exactly who I am. And look, and the only reason why I get upset about this is because you know, you have these ex- well, at least I do. I got these expectations for this freaking team and like you know you blow the doors off minnesota and you're like all right cool so the narrative is going to be can they do it back-to-back weeks can they this goes back to sturch on our text message the other night when i told you to slow (laughs) down with carl look at the roast happening here i'm just saying (laughs) the culture trash this team's trash we're gonna you know we should run through these teams you got to stop thinking that because that's the problem but that but that's not the problem because you know what no, that's not the problem because you know what? A good team, like let's just say the Chiefs. If the Chiefs on the schedule had the Texans, Jaguars, and Colts coming up, the Colts now, by the way, not the Colts like, you know, who beat them. I'm talking about the Colts, what they look like now with Jeff Saturday as their coach. You wouldn't even bat an eye. You wouldn't. What do you you would not bat they an eye. Uh, hold on. They almost lost to the Rams. Let, let me put this in. <laughs> let me put this Wait, Sturge, let me put this in perspective, okay? And almost Keith, maybe you never even thought of it this way. What would you do for a million dollars? Open-ended. <laughs> no, no, think about it. So every time those guys step on the fucking field, okay, that's what they're, that's what they're playing for. So you got to understand that when you're at that level of professionalism, okay, everybody on that field is capable of doing damage. They Look, I played one double or division two football. The difference between Division One and Division Two is is a pretty big difference. 
The difference between the NFL and a Division I starter is a fucking mile. Okay? So whenever people are on that field, you're dealing with professionals. Professionals that are playing for millions of fucking dollars. So you bet your ass every play counts to them. Yeah. And, and, and anything can happen. And Brett's right. That's the thing that bothers me. It's like I was listening to the show with Barry. And you know – Brett speaking and uh, just from, from playing the game, I actually played high school and just went to three college football camps and never played a season, but I meant just from playing, but not even me. I'm not even talking about me. I'm talking about professionals. Like I listened to Nate Newton and Barry church talk on that Dallas Cowboys show on the network. Yeah. And the other guy who never played the host and the host said the same thing. This is before the giants game. He's like, man, after this Minnesota game, if we're not up on them by 21 points in the first quarter, this team ain't for real. And Nate Newton and, and, and Barry Church are like, um, yeah, okay. Like, it, it's like there's no concept of what Brett's saying. These are professional athletes on any, and I know, and it is any given Sunday. You can't come in with this attitude that they suck, they're trash, and we're going to win no matter what. It's so just, here, here, all right, it's so not the I'll, way I'll, to I'll, come come across. Keith, I'll flip that on its ear right now. Okay, just okay. like just like you're saying, it's the NFL. You know, you know, all things can yeah. happen. Blah 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 blah. Bro, your confidence at halftime is that we're coming back and we're going to win this game. Why? Absolutely. What's the okay. difference? Because I looked cuz cuz I looked at the first half and what I said in the text yeah. is we had two turnovers, we gave the ball over on downs and our penalty and we were we were getting our ass kicked in penalties, okay? All those things. And I said in the text, if you go back, that's not going to happen the second half. They were only up with all those breaks the Giants were only up 13-7. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So in the second half, I'm like, okay, I, I had confidence they were going to clean it up and they were going to win. And the second half, dude, I said they were going to win 38 to 13. So yeah, you're right. But you know, I, I, when I say those things, of course, that's what I'm, you know, I, I want that to happen. Yeah. And, and, but, and in your, in your, def, in your defense, Sturch, yeah, no, if you're, you're looking, what you're doing is, is what you should be doing is saying, okay, if both these teams play up to their talent potential and they play flawless and then this should be the outcome. Right. Right. So, I mean, of course it's what I'm not saying you're wrong in, in, in assuming that. I mean, I mean, dude, I bet every weekend. So I do the same thing. Um, but the idea that it's so absurd and that we should fucking run through them. I mean, not, nothing is that, that you just yeah. setting yourself up for more disappointment. Yeah, bro, we have no right to say that we don't, we haven't won a Super Bowl since I met for us to think we're going to come out and trash anyone. We just need to pump the brakes on that shit, man. That's all. Yeah. Um, just touching back on the Giant game, uh, the Thanksgiving Day game. Mm -hmm. um, right off the rip, and I was talking to Brett and Pre just a little bit about McCarthy's confidence in this team. And just like me and you and everybody else or whoever, just maybe just me saying like, ah, we should beat these teams. We should run through these teams. Does McCarthy have too much confidence right now? Because, I mean, like going for it on fourth in your own territory That's that early is how you keep bad teams. Not bad teams, but teams there that you go, shouldn't sir. be in the game. You're exactly right. Go ahead, bro. You want to take that? Uh, yeah, I, th I think there's a difference between being confident and cocky and arrogant and stupid. <laughs> I meant, dude, there, there's no reason we should have went for that. No. In, that in my so opinion. disrespectful, bro. That was so disrespectful. That amped the Giants up. No shit. And that's how you keep teams in yeah, that game. That was so fucking dumb. Okay. Especially when I think he did two passes and then ran on fourth down. You know what I'm saying? It's like. You know, it, it, those kind of th it, whatever. Anyways, but yeah, no, that was horrible. And you, they go in with that mentality against the Colts, man. They're going to be in trouble. Listen, I'm telling I, you right now. Yeah, we'll get into the Colts in a little bit. But yeah, I, just based off of like two halves of football, two stories of football for the Cowboys on, on Thursday was the, the you know, they, they couldn't get out of their own way in the first half, turned the ball over, making bad decisions, bad play calling left and right. Uh, and then halftime adjustments. And I don't know. Obviously, I'm not in the locker room. I'm not a fly on the wall. I don't know if McCarthy's like goes up to Kellen Moore and says, knock this shit off. You know what I mean? Because like, it's like, dude, you know our game. Stop. Yeah. You know, stop going away from what we know and what we're good at. And as far as the defense is concerned, you know, you can't even say anything bad about the defense in this game, considering 13-7. Bro, when they, when they did turn that ball over on downs, there was like one big gainer, a penalty, and two losses, and they had to kick a 57-yard field goal. So that's yeah. the defense saying, all right, guys, hey, do me a favor. Don't do that shit again, please. You know what I mean? We don't want to yeah. bail you out the rest of the way. 
and they did. I mean, yeah, the Cowboys scored points. They had a couple trick plays. There was a couple cool celebrations. You got the, you know, the the, the whack-a-mole thing. I think it was hilarious. Whack-a-mole was tremendous. Oh, it was, it, it was insane. It, it was insane. I and, love uh, that tight end group, by the way, but uh, go ahead. Dude, something to be said about that tight end group is that, like, there's, I, I don't know. I'm not, again, I'm not in the front office, and we could kind of, kind of segue into some of the news that's happening with the team this this week as far as like cutting players because look there's not much to talk about the Cowboys as far as their win over the Giants we handled them when we needed to handle them it's all good but what I will say is yesterday they cut a Terrell Basham now this move could be in lieu of Tack McKinley coming in um there's obviously rumors of James Washington coming off the the IR right there's other moves we've made Keith and, and Brett have you ever seen a, a team, no bullshit, just thinking back, just any team in the NFL ever, carrying and using all four tight ends? Have you ever seen that before? Oh, shoot, man. Not Dude, that I four? Maybe in the 70s, right, Brett? Maybe. No, I, I can't ever recall that. I mean, look, it's what I was talking about earlier about these spread offenses and how these tight ends have become such essential receivers now. Yeah. Um, but you know what? I I, I can't even remember. T- I I can't even remember a time where we carry more than two. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Right. I mean, sometimes you would see like jumbo sets where like guys that are specifically used for just blocking were in there. Like uh, like even last year, like Jeremy Sprinkle, like he didn't catch a lot of balls. He just knew he was good at blocking, right? But like yeah. you look at a team like this, you got Dalton Schultz, who by the way is is definitely a topic of conversation considering this guy's on the franchise tag, and now you're ex- now you're kind of showing that we have multiple dudes that can play the position. So it's like almost as if Dalton, as fun as he's having, and he scores twice, and he's having a great year, or a, a, I would say an okay year. But, like, you're almost saying, like, hey, man, thanks for everything. Because he's but not going to get, get that Travis Kelsey-type money. He ain't paid, like, a tight end one because they have – Did have, he get hurt? Didn't he get hurt, though? He's been hurt off and on, but he, he was fine in this game. He caught two touchdowns. Like, he, he again, he's a good, serviceable tight end. And then you have Hendershot running a tight end reverse, which, again, I don't think I've seen the Cowboys run a tight end reverse ever in my life. Yeah, I, honestly, yeah. I don't think I've ever seen uh, that. No, they they have. I I, I remember uh, Jay Saldi uh, <laughs> minus a yard. Who? <laughs> he was a tight end in the 70s and 80s. I was just going to say, I almost I was like, Jason, <laughs> if you were about to say Jay, <laughs> yep. and I was like, wait, he, he, no. Well, you know what, dude? I would say whenever they keep more than two tight ends, it's usually like a development. Like Marty B was on the team for a while. We had two tight ends plus him. You know what I mean? Usually it's something like that, but not four that are all contributing like this. Because here's the thing. Even, look, you have Schultz. You got, obviously, the villain had her shot, right? And then you got Jay Ferguson, whose literally leaping ability is, <laughs> I couldn't believe it. My dad was actually more impressed with the fact that he mowed over the cornerback after that. Like, he jumps over one and just completely barrels into the next guy. But even Sean McEwen is lined up every time they're in the goal line stance on in, inside the three. He's, he's Zeke's fullback. You know what I mean? So it's like that yeah. guy. Well, you know, the, the, the thing you, you met, you, you actually brought it up too, which they, they are playing different positions. And we're right. also beefing up the line because we had injuries. I think that's maybe why we kept them. But I, I, I wouldn't change a thing. I mean, keep them all. They're all balling. And that's, yep. yeah, yeah. And that's why, and, that, and that's why heading into this week with, with the Colts, and we'll preview the Colts, you know, a couple minutes from now. But like what I'm saying is, you got these four tight ends that are doing work. You got the emergence of James Washington, which again, we don't know what we're about to get out of him. We have no idea. How um, great was Gallup, man? Again, Gallup is is showing the like if you're a, if you're a young receiver right now coming up in the pop Warners and the high schools, Gallup is showing you how to catch a ball. You know what I'm saying? Like he is all hands all the time, and it's incredible to watch. And he, he's doing great things. And again, he's off ACL from January, so we're only ten months into his rehab. And he's he's finally coming through, you know, coming. Yeah, coming, you, you know, it takes a while. It takes a while to get get that rhythm and to, yeah, to get back sure. into the groove. For sure, for sure. And now, um, no, I was, no, just I was gonna, gonna say he he's yeah. he's gonna be the he's gonna be the I, this watching him. I'm really excited to watch him against the Colts. What I would like to see is I, I obviously James Washington needs a full week of practice to get in there game time. So I don't know if that's gonna happen. There's a bunch of moving parts happening right now. Tyron Smith, who ripped his fucking hamstring off the bone in preseason, is about to make his return, and they're gonna kick, they're gonna kick um, Tyler Smith inside the left guard. Okay, so Connor Ugh. McGovern, thanks for coming. We appreciate everything you've done. 
but they're about to break up the continuity. Keith, does that worry you at all? I meant, I meant, yeah, I meant, well, how long is that going to be for? I mean, Probably I'm four curious. and a half, I mean, if, if, if like, we're being honest. I, I don't know. Getting, I'm not being a, a jerk, but look at his history. I meant, you know, we could get, I'm not, and I'm not even attempted, attempting to get excited over him coming back at all, at all. Yeah, it's unfortunate. He's, like he's, he's literally, he's going to walk into Canton, you would think. You know what I mean? Like, he's the, he's so good at what he does, and we haven't had a dominant person. I mean, we have Zach Martin on the roster right now. but like, I don't know if like, he's a Hall of Famer, bro. You don't think Tyron Smith's a Hall of Famer? Look, man, Nate Newton hasn't gotten in. all The, the whole Dallas Cowboy offensive line, besides Larry Allen, that supposedly carried Emmett Smith, everyone says, mm. uh, is not in the Hall of Fame. There's a lot of good offensive linemen that – I'm not saying he he has a chance. Think, do you think I'm just not to get off the beaten path too much? But like, do you think that Nate Newton, Eric Williams, guys like that, Stepnowski, guys like that, back in the '90s, were just a product of of having one dominant guy like a Larry Allen? You know what I'm no, saying? Like Newton was no, no, bro. You got to understand, Larry Allen wasn't there the first two Super Bowls. Yeah, you're right. He wasn't. Holy That's shit. what I'm no, saying. And, See, and, and Eric Williams. This is, Eric, this is all the narrative the media pushes. That, Eric Williams. Eric Williams didn't even play, start with Larry Allen. The first year Emmett won the rushing title. Yeah, Larry well, Eric Allen Williams came there. last, I believe. Yeah, no, and Larry Eric Williams was a rookie. He wasn't even playing. Nate Newton was playing in the eighties, dude, blocking for her when Herschel Walker was killing it and Tony Dorsett some of those years. I mean, Nate Newton's the man. Well, Nate came late. He he was in the USFL first. Yeah, and but then, he, well, I, I'm just like I said. Well, I, when you think about the Cowboys' offensive line for the last decade. You think you you got to say that you know Tyron Smith? I understand Big Tree fall hard and the guy's been hurt a lot, but dude, when he's in his prime, bro, he is Cowboy he's, Ring of Honor. Absolutely, I mean, because you know, and I'm only saying that because Jerry puts his guys in, even though Harvey Martin's not there, which is a travesty. Don't get me Jimmy Johnson still hasn't that. gotten it. <laughs> this is off season. This is all season, season talk. I don't want to get into yeah, that. Fine. I'm just all right. In any event, anyway, yeah. So that we we went into that conversation because of the fact that. Tyron Smith is coming back. Um, now, I got to ask you guys. Now, James Washington has his 21 IR window or whatever the hell that actually means. I think it just means, like, you're allowed to practice now. You don't have to carry him on the roster, uh, and you can activate him kind of whenever. Um, now, we all saw or at least heard what happened over the weekend with Odell Beckham, right? Well, so what exactly like, happened? So here's the – from what every – all the information that I've gathered on this, right, apparently – he was snoozing hard on a plane. And when I think, of that, <laughs> I think, I think <laughs> when I think of that, I think of, you know, he may have popped a thing or two to, to get some extra sleep. Right. No, that's and, not what I'm worth thinking. Of. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but go ahead. No, go ahead. No, go ahead keep going. He, he fell asleep hard and <laughs> they tried to wake him up and he was pissed off that they woke him up to put a seatbelt on. <laughs> <laughs> you guys got to fill me in now because now I'm just completely lost. <laughs> Nothing, man. All right. So anyway, he escorts uh. himself off the plane, apparently, not <laughs> not in cuffs. And OBJ is in the headlines. Now, OBJ is obviously a free agent. He can sign wherever he wants. He's got a visit with the Giants this week. He's got a visit with the Bills this week. And then he's got the Cowboys on Monday. You know Okay, can I chime in on this? Because Shannon Sharp was sitting there. I'm tired of everybody defending. First of all, look, he he. They were like, "Well, we don't know why he could have just been tired. They could have thought he was sick." First of all, I fly all the time. I have never once been asked to get off a plane. Number one. <laughs> number two. Um, somebody tweeted out because Odell said uh, this is ridiculous, and somebody answered. Dude, you keeping everybody on the plane and getting everybody having to leave was ridiculous. So apparently there were people, passengers that texted or tweeted back at him. Like, dude, you caused all this. Okay. So obviously something, okay, it, we don't, and me personally, we don't need that juju in this locker room right now. No, he plays for the Chiefs. Good. Get him out. <laughs> no, didn't no I don't want him. Yeah. I don't want him. I don't want him. Oh, now you don't want Odell. So that's okay. no, man. No, you know why? Because the fact that even he gets asked and thrown off a plane lets you know that that, that that there's there's so much good symmetry with this team right now. Well, that's the word, right? Yeah, sure. They're, they're, I mean, when you listen to the sounds of the sidelines, you you see we don't need a throwback millennial type player with these little Gen Z guys. You understand? Yep. 
we, we don't need that friggin' attitude and the, the, I, I don't think we need them. I, I, I really don't. You know what? It sounds at the sideline. Have you, uh, did you guys hear uh, uh, sounds at the dinner table with Brett's mom? <laughs> <laughs> All you hear is heavy breathing. <laughs> no, it sounds at the buffet. Uh, Bro, oh, geez, I missed it. here. Hello. <laughs> Keith, you I know what? It's, it's got skin. Hold on. Keith, I meant to text you, bro, um, of the sound of the silence this week. Did you watch it? No, I didn't yet. But uh, oh. I saw Matt, Matt, Matt Picard uh, hit me up on that. I got to watch it. Demarcus Lawrence says in, in, in roundabout way, I, I'm them. I'm like no he, he did like an I'm you, yeah. Oh wow. He he oh, did shit. like I think he said we're them or I or we're that. Uh, it's or whatever. Enough. It fucking oh, it, it made sense. But um, no, bro, when, I heard, when I heard it the first thing I thought, I was like, holy shit. <laughs> Going back to what Brett said though about the uh Odell thing, and I agree completely with him. All right. Because here's the thing: ever since Dak got back, we're averaging what 34 points of offense. We're the best team in the NFL. Okay, so what are we gonna average 35, 36? Like I just I mean, think and not only that, not only that. Like he's saying, you know, the, the, the you know, everybody is, it's, it's, it's a group that everybody's been through training camp together. Everybody's been through all these games together. It's sort of like, you know, and now you're going to be like, all right, we're going to take this guy and you get the fuck out of here. Someone well, that hasn't been through, through the whole, and I know it's football and I know how it is, but that's what bothers me. And not only that, add on top of the things that Odell can bring what Brett's talking about. Well, what you about, know, what uh, about the fact that the players are the ones saying like, yo, we want this guy. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, that that's, but that's not all of them. I mean, obviously Zeke knows it's he's the not leaders going. of the team. It's Dak. Yeah, but they're, no, Zeke, they know they're not going anywhere. Yeah. I don't think uh, Suji Fuji, whatever his name is, is like, yeah, yeah but we want Odell. He knows he's going to be Fujiaki. To allude to Simi Fahoko? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the thing that bothers me, and this is, this is, this is what bothers me about, like, Corporations, all right. I've worked for a lot of corporations, right? Yeah. So I'll let you go. Fuji for Fuji, right? Fuji for going. Oh yeah, we want OBJ. He don't want OBJ. What are you nuts? He's gone. So no, I was gonna say like with uh, uh, like a lot all the a lot of corporations I've I've worked in, they always talk about we're a family, and I'm that by the way. <laughs> Somebody passes away in the company, right? Oh, we're all a family. Let's all move. You got to remember, we're all here for each other. And then two weeks later, they lay somebody off for that's been there for fifteen years and fire. It's like what, what happened to the whole fucking family talk? You've just been preaching everyone. I'm not saying that happened to me, but I'm just saying. It sounds you like know. sounds like you're angrily saying that happened to you. But <laughs> no. my point is, is that that's that's what bothers me. It's like, can't you just just keep the fucking team together? Why do you need to? Everything's going well now. It's going good. It's not going excellent. And bringing Odell is not going to make it go excellent. And I'm sick of hearing the Rams brought up. I'm the Rams, okay? And I know they want – look at them right now. They're in shambles. Can I, I ask you guys something? Can I, can I ask you both something in yeah. regards to the Rams? Mm -hmm. And my dad asked me this too. Would you do what the Rams did for one and then no. just like – and then because, have to deal? Dude, they shouldn't even have been there, okay? And I know they did. You think – everyone's like, it's Odell. It's fine. Look – Matt Stafford jumps on his own fumble against Tampa. Game was over. Matt Stafford throws, a, uh, gets intercepted by the, the 49er in his gut. He drops it. Interception, game over. Joe Burrow, the 10-7 and 7 Cincinnati Bengals had them on the ropes. They're not a good team. They, went, they got good at the right time, just like the Eagles. I don't want that kind of team. I want a fucking I want a I want a Ben Roethlisberger team with the Steelers all those years. I want a Tom Brady team. I want a Troy Aikman. Those are the teams I want. That you can have that flash in the pan shit. Nah, we don't need that. I want a fucking team, bro. Are you got to win? I want to think. Okay, now we're gonna win again next year. All right. What's up, guys? It's Sturge from Chop Sports, and today I'm here to finally deliver some new happenings with our friends over at Absolute Eyewear. You already know the deal. They're stocked. They have the biggest brands, including Ray-Ban, Polo, and now introducing its newest player to their star-studded lineup, Oakley. They work with all your major insurance companies, including BCBS, AARP, and so much more. If you check out Absolute Eyewear in Woodbridge, New Jersey, next to the train station, you'll receive $100 off any prescription frames and lenses. That's $100. Check them out right now by either calling 732-326-3937 or visit their website, absolute-eyewear.com. Tell them Chop Sports Sturch sent you. 
Celebrating over 90 years of five-star, high-quality customer service, Richard Lucas Chevrolet and Subaru right there in Avenel, New Jersey, is my go-to spot for all of my new and used vehicles. I myself decided to upgrade, and I went from a Chevy Equinox all the way up to a Chevy Blazer Rally Sport. It's not your average Blazer. This thing hauls ass. If I get that itch to go big, I'm going big with Richard Lucas Chevrolet, and I'm going to go with the 2022 Chevy Silverado 1500. It's got the all-star four-wheel drive package with a 2.7-liter engine. Check out their entire inventory online at richardlucaschevy.com or give them a call at 800-717-6944 and tell them Chop Sports Sturge sent you. You know what, bro? Unfortunately, though, those days may be over, man. You know, for for that's for, the way because, it's a business now, man. It's like people. Yeah, the, those days may be over. Like even thinking about, like Tom Brady was the only constant on the <laughs> and, and Belichick on that team. Well, Rob they had eight. Team, man. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean yeah, two, two, two wins isn't bad. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, you're look, right about that. All I'm saying is. If there was a year where Dallas went all in to get me a Super Bowl, and then the next five years we'd be dog shit, I would I would almost sign up for that. Considering it's been well, 30 he, the other years. thing is are the shit bag shit bag friends we have that we can't keep hearing. Oh, it was twenty seven years ago. We just need one recent. If we get one recent, that's it. It that's resets it. all the arguments. Then we can talk to the how we've owned the all the fucking Giants. Let me. Let me finish how we've owned the Giants for a fucking decade, okay? But they keep bringing up they went in 2009 or whatever it was. <laughs> well, that's what I said. I, I actually replied that. Somebody was like, yeah, it's been a I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. Are we talking about the same Giants who haven't made the playoffs since 2011? Like, well, you know, let's, let's, give, let's give the Giants credit for one thing, all right? They're, they're the only team that's won a Super Bowl in every decade up to now, which is crazy. Oh, who gives a shit? I'm just <laughs> like, saying it. You're talking about having one. You just want one. They won one in the 80s. They haven't won, won one in the, in the 90s, 2020s. They won one in the 2000s. They won one in the 2010s. 2020s aren't over yet. <laughs> this is very <laughs> true. That's, that's alarming. Uh, but listen. Hey, they didn't win the in the 70s. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, and they and they and they're they're the oldest franchise. It's them and the Bears, right. so they can they're fuck off. Keith. Since 1924. Yeah, they 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 didn't go in the 60s or 70s. Those sons well, of bitches. Going back to the Giants game again, I'm them and I'm their I'm them blaming the refs for that game. By the way, well, the fans you talking about? What's that? The Giants the fans were blaming the refs. Yeah, yeah, because and, and it's so funny. Oh, that that that, that actually he was downfield. The offensive lineman should have been called. Hundred percent. Ticky tacky, whatever. Fuck you. If it was the other way around, you wouldn't be fucking, you wouldn't be going, oh, that was a messed up call, man. They should, I'm them. And I'll, I can't with that. Hey, I, hey, I got an idea for a segment. We should do a five minute, ba like a five minute bash the, the, the team segment, the other team. And they're <laughs> fucking shitty anyway. fans. I, think we, I, I can't stand the fact that, oh, we didn't have our starters. Motherfucker, <laughs> when we played you the first time, we beat you with Cooper Rush. I know. A fucking undrafted free agent ginger. It's <laughs> <laughs> like your fucking head coach. In his, that's in his. That's in his like his bio, right? It's just like you know, like Cooper Rush, undrafted, also a ginger. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, big time. That might affect his pass accuracy. <laughs> yeah. And and, and just for the record, I want you to notice when uh, when Clappy McHappy guy was our head coach. How many fucking gingers did he bring on the team? And, and it's bad luck. Yo, and I'll bring this up again, which I brought up to you guys in a text. It's for Giants fans out there, you know they're what? Listen to this. I yeah, they're not some listening. Do. Some do. I got. I got some friends that do. Uh -huh. Look, you have not beat the Dallas Cowboys with their starting quarterback for the year in almost ten years. You've only beat backups. So I don't want to hear shit about injuries. Okay. Dak Prescott, his rookie year, was filling in for Tony Romo. You beat him twice. Fucking uh, Matt Castle, when Tony Romo went down. I was at that game. <laughs> okay. And then um, and, 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 um, the other one, uh, uh, Andy Dalton. Oh, I thought, we were, year I thought we were going Weed and Boys. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. 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 Oh, no. Weedon. Yeah. And Brand, yeah, Brandon Weeden, too. There's another one. <laughs> so I meant, you can't beat our starters. So don't give us the injury shit. All right. I'm the injury stuff. Just stop. <laughs> All right. Well, by the way, let's 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 be let's let's keep it down though. I don't want to give us malarkey. 
if if we meet him in the playoffs. <laughs> well, that dude, I'm sorry, Keith. That was the one guy that was commenting on Chop Sports. He's like, you don't want to see us again. I'm and I'm like, I'm wait. <laughs> it's like, hold on. What do you mean see you again? We've seen you for five fucking years and we keep beating you. What are you talking about? I know, like, I know. I'm that. Oh yeah, wait, wait till we're healthy. Oh, we're so I'm like, oh. you. <laughs> Listen though, let's let's get back to the team play in itself. Now, granted, I, I said 24 to 17, but that game was not as close as that score. Hell no, and second half, man. Yeah, second half. I mean, dude, we we played we played outstanding football. And you know, look, good teams will find a way to win and bad teams find a way to lose. And True. you know, and the Giants are still a good team. I'm not saying they found a way to lose. We just outplayed them the second half. Um, yeah, I, I don't. But like it. you watch, you watch the Raiders play. You'll see they'll find a way to lose. You know what I mean? Um, this, keep going. Sorry. And the Cowboys of old, we would find a way to lose. We found a way to win. And okay. So, okay. In that regard, and, and it's a good segue into finding ways to win. Right. Here come the Colts. Right. And we all watched Monday night. They didn't have a yard of offense in the first quarter, right? So they're, they're, they're playing very bad football at home, right, against the Steelers, who typically have a decent defense. I mean, T.J. Watt is, is one of the game records of the, of, the, of, the, of the entire league. And I'm thinking to myself, all right, like, we deal, we deal with guys like Jalen Hurts and Daniel Jones and, and guys like uh, Justin Fields, right, and, like, guys that can break away and run. And then I watch a guy like, Matt Ryan, who, again, he's supposed to, going into this year, you bring a Matt Ryan on because you know he can still sling it and you have the one of the better offensive lines in football. That's not the case anymore. So, like, I'm looking at this Colts team coming into Dallas, and I'm like, prime time. Like, what leads you to believe that if the Dallas Cowboys right now are the real team that some people are saying that we are, and if you count power rankings and all that shit, they got them in the top three, top four, right? So I don't really put too much stock into it, but that just means – that others are seeing what the fans, you know, most of the fans are a little, you know, too much. Or they're like, we're never going to lose, right? But like me, like <laughs> if you text me during a game, we're losing yeah. every game. But yeah. like what I'm, what I'm asking is this, what what worries you about a Sunday night matchup against the Colts right now, Keith? I mean, like okay. we're, we're playing very good. We've rebounded against the Giants. We beat the shit out of the Vikings. And the right. games that we have won this year, we've done in convincing fashion. Whoa, 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 whoa. Go back one more day. We'll go back one more week. What happened? And then, yeah, they tripped up against the Packers, hundred percent. Right. Okay. okay, Packers so, are not a good team. So, I, and now that, that illegitimizes. Say. By the way, that illegitimizes the Giants win in London. I'm sorry. No, so, it doesn't. Go ahead. All right. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the Colts. Fuck the Packers and Giants and all them. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, the Colts. Let's let's bring them up real quick. Now, what scares me about them? Their defense. All right. And when I say their defense. Look what they did to Jalen Hurts the week before. Now, we're not going back to the Kansas City game. We're going back to the week before. They kept them to under 10 points three fucking quarters, okay? So we cannot sleep on this defense. On the flip side, you got Jonathan Taylor. I watched that game Monday night, and so did you, Sturch. Every time he touched a fucking ball, he was getting eight, nine yards. Mm -hmm. that is, that's a scary running back against, and I know we shut down the run the last two weeks, but what did I say two weeks ago? They shut we're, down the run. They shut down the run because the teams abandoned the run. Yeah, right. Exactly. So we're going to see now. We're going to see because that's what they're going to. I'm telling you what they're going to do. This is going to be their game plan, Sturch. The defense is going to. The, the offense is going to be quick releases. There is no going to be no time for. I'm talking about easy routes, three, five yard routes. Matt Ryan is accurate, and they're going to run Jonathan Taylor, and then. The defense is going to step up against us. They're going to plan on their defense, and they're going to wait for us to make mistakes like we did against the Giants. That's what they're going to do. They're going to wait for it, and we can't do it. We can't go into this game thinking that they're trash. We got to go in and be like, let's play a smart football game. Let's not go out for it on the 40-yard line in their territory because we should beat them. That's what that. that was my that was my feeling going into the Giants game. I didn't say the Giants were trash. I said that we had to just can we just do the same recipe that we yeah. just did against and the Vikings? Did. And here, here and here the Cowboys were a first half of football. You didn't know what the fuck team that was. So like, well, funny because all right, go ahead, go ahead bro. Um, I'm I, I gotta agree with my brother and and, uh, and also with you. We didn't stop the run against the Giants. They they abandoned the run game, which Correct. made no sense to me. 
None. Um, I figured that that was going to be that that was going to be their plan, you know. Um, but with again, we we we're we're consistent. We need to stay consistent. And the way we came out against the Giants, it's almost like every other game we play well, and every other game we 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 not we don't play as well. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, this I, I I mean again, I think our offense is going to be challenged. Um, they need to come out on all cylinders. I agree with my brother that 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 play calling, um, that arrogance. I don't. I mean, like, dude, what what the fuck are you doing? On on, on going for it on fourth down, like it, it was just, it was generic to me. Like, oh, no, nobody could stop us, you know? To, uh, yeah, yeah, not. To and they did. <laughs> I know, I know. Stuffed. Now, not to bring up uh, OBJ again, but like you just you just referenced play calling. Is that a fear of you guys? Because that's the only thing that I fear, that if OBJ is signed, and, and in my mind, I'm like, well, that's going to do wonders for CD and Gallup and all that shit. But my biggest fear is if OBJ is brought onto this team, Kellen Moore is going to be like, ooh, shiny new toy you're to so throw to. Right, Sturch, you're and so I'm right. like, shit, are we going to get away from what's been working for exactly. us as far as the running game? That's the kind of shit that's scary. You want to put in James Washington and, and have him be that serviceable Noah Brown type? I'm all for it. But if you bring a star like OBJ onto this team, I got a funny feeling that that Kellen Moore is going to get a little slap happy, and I'm not going to be very happy. I agree about with that. that. I agree. I agree with that assessment. Not only that, if he's not doing that, what are people going to talk? The whole NFL world is going to be, you know, why would you sign OBJ if you're not going to use him? <laughs> then we get that in the locker room and all that kind of shit that we don't need. I'm similar. Dude, it, it's it's it's. Uh, I agree too, man. And and on top of that. OBJ has still got to get acclimated, you know? It's not like he's just going to come in. He's still got to learn the playbook. Um, they're going to try and get get their – if we sign him, that's bullshit, typical Jerry Jones bullshit. Yeah, but that, that, back, that's, not, that's not true. I want him to. That's not true, though, Brett, because – Yeah, it is. No, because the last time we did anything like this was Deion Sanders. What no, T.O. Like, we had T.O. We had uh, – They didn't bring T.O. Oh, in mid-season. No, I think – uh, yeah, no, what what Dion was at midseason. No, no, no. What I'm saying is you're right, Dion wasn't midseason, but Roy, Roy, here's the thing. you brought in TO. No, you brought in TO, and that was a good thing. No, it wasn't. How is it? I hated it. I, oh, Dude, it was awful. Crazy. You guys are crazy. Go look at Roy. You know what? How about alone. this? How about this? How about this? Okay. How about that in 1979? Okay, Tony Hill, Drew Pearson, and Tony Dorsett all had over a thousand yards. First time that's ever been done. Alvin Harper, Michael Irvin. We, we when we brought T.O. in, first of all, he he was not as dependable as you think he was. Okay, nope. he he wasn't clutch. He was great if you had him on your fucking fantasy team. <laughs> all right, OBJ. I don't. We don't need that. I love what Gallup's doing. I love how how the the synergy. That's the word I'm looking for. That these receivers and running backs and tight ends and everybody's playing for each other. Mark my fucking words. And by the way, Deion Sanders did not get us a Super Bowl. If anything, we ended up couldn't afford to keep players because of him. Yeah, that was We would have won without him anyways, bro. Free agent signing. Terrible free agent signing. Just so we're all all clear. um, We overpaid for him. We couldn't afford to keep other starters that that came up with the team. We had Larry Brown and Kevin Smith playing lights out at corner. We didn't need Deion. For that Super Bowl year. The only reason oh, why he was to take him away from the 49ers. <laughs> <laughs> Even then, Irvin had his number, bro. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm looking up something because I'm, I'm. Yeah, look I'm, it up. Look up. Oh, you know what? It was so good that Dion got to play receiver, baseball, fucking. Dude, Dion did all that shit for Dion. All right. He won a many, all right here, here's, a, here's, a little, here's a little trivia question for you. And I'll, I'll throw this to Keith because he might have a, a legitimate shot at this. So, Tony Romo. Through 248 touchdowns in his career. Oh, wow. How many, how many did he throw to T.O.? Oh, how many did he throw to T.O.? Well, shit, dude. 248. I'm going to say he had him for what? One, two seasons? Two and a half, three seasons altogether? Sure. sure. Right? Or yeah. two and a half seasons? I would say about 23. 37. Oh, wow. 37. So don't tell me. That T.O. I'm you. I'm your fucking stat. (laughs) Hey, why don't you look up how many fucking touchdowns he dropped? How many fucking third down conversions? 
How many times he acted like a jerk off? Was Patrick Creighton. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Okay, my bad. My but bad. T.O. But T.O. dropped balls all the fucking time. I understand though. that. And you he's know the what? reason why Romo got his first loss against Washington. T.O. is right in the right Hall of fame. fame. Okay, so so what? All I'm saying is, don't tell me that. The so fucking Harold Carmichael. What's your point? Adding a superstar right now might be beneficial for everybody involved. The only he, fear uh, I have is play calling. But if you add an Odell Beckham Jr. to this team right now, it opens up everything for the rest of your talent around the team. Dude, do you know oh, why some of another. these kids want o Odell? It's because they grew up watching him. Right? Yeah. Uh, you, you, you know, it, it's it's not something that we need. I mean, dude, even with the Rams. <laughs> but, see, but see, hold on, hold on. He just got thrown off a plane. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, listen. I'll bring this up again. I'll bring this up again, okay? Oh, my God. Go ahead. You're, you're bringing up T.O., 37 touchdowns. All. That's great. That's great. But we don't need that. We're averaging 34 points a game. Now, if you would have a legit argument if we're averaging 12 points a game or 13 points a game. But why do, you, why do we need that? What we're doing now is working. You think we would have we got T.O. if our offense was working at the time? They wouldn't have fucking – he wouldn't have wasted money on him. You get what I'm saying? I, I, don't, listen, I, I don't understand. I see, the logic. I see you and Brett's side. I'm not. I'm not sitting there like, oh, you guys are dumb. You know, I'm yeah. seeing, I see your side. I just think that yes, you're right. So the Cowboys are the best team since Dak's been back. They're, they're the best point scoring yards. Everything. They're they are playing really really good football. They've tripped up once against the Packers, which again, definitely that was a winnable game to be honest with you. Like it was. But like we were up by fourteen at one point. That's, that's what I'm saying. Winnable. When I say winnable, I mean they they fucking had the game. Our defense is the one that really. It wasn't the offense that really choked. All I'm saying is, I I think that if you want to make a a deep run, you got to have options. I don't know if if you know they run with the big dogs of this this league, meaning the NFC in particular, like the Eagles. Like, look, maybe maybe if we don't if we don't have, let's just say this hypothetically. If we don't have uh, Odell Beckham Jr. by Christmas Eve, and we have it's just our guys, right? And we go, we fall behind, and we we got it, we got to come back, right? If all of a sudden you're looking around, you're like, God damn, like nobody can get open. What the fuck? You know what I mean? Like something. No, that's a, no, no, no. This is not. This is a hypothetical. Okay. Uh, yes. Yeah. Because now, if if you're gonna do a hypothetical, there's ten different hypotheticals we could do. Here's what I'm gonna tell you right now. Gallup is back. Okay. He's mm -hmm. back in his rhythm. If he could stay healthy, now if if we lost Gallup, okay, and and I mean Noah Brown, I, then I'd be like, okay, we need a receiver. I don't think we need receivers, man. All right, listen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, do you or no? Be honest. Problem, I just I think Eagles isn't wait, Keith. Let him answer the question first. I'm sorry. Think about what? think about this. Think about it like this, okay? Look well, around, and I want Keith to hear the question. No, I'm do, listening. Do, no, the the question was, do you think uh, we need? Uh, uh, how do I say it? Do you think we need receivers? No, we don't. We don't. We have we have four we have four awesome tight ends. We have Ceedee Lamb. We have Gallup. Noah Brown has proved himself. We have James Washington, who's yet to prove himself. We don't need anyone. I meant you're bringing up the Eagles. Offense wasn't really the problem against the Eagles. We pulled close, and our defense folded and let them run right down our throats. Okay. What is Odell going to do for that? I mean, I, I'm, I, and we were with Cooper. Um, we had Cooper Rush then. Okay. So, I, mean, I don't know. Let me ask you. Um, let me ask you a question though. If if Keith, if, if it's not an astronomical amount of money, I mean, if it's like because he Odell wants a lot of money. It's going to be. I, I know for a fact it's not going to be a prorated one year prove it see you in March deal. Odell Beckham Jr. wants a little security. He's gonna get a two or three year deal. That's that's the hundred percent fact. And right now the Cowboys are only sitting there with like seven mil. So the most they would spend on him this year is seven million dollars. And if you're telling me that there's gonna be outs after that, I'm sure there'll be built in outs to get out of that contract if it's if it just doesn't work out. Then the guaranteed money is what he's gonna be seeking right now. So that's where I'm alarmed. You want to give him the seven mil that we have left over that we're not going to go spending anywhere else to see if he gets on the field and does some wonderful things, then sure, I'm all for it. But don't also Cowboys don't do the fact that or don't don't sign the don't spend the money that you already had on your books in Amari Cooper. Like 
don't give them that kind of dough because that just well, makes no sense to me. Let's get to the picks because I got to run. Yeah, yeah. All right. We'll so let's let's fast forward. OBJ again meets with the Cowboys. So the next time we speak on this, uh, we'll be talking about a. You know what? I'll be honest with you. If if it doesn't cost that much, then why not? That's that's where I'm at. But again, I'm at that if Kellen Moore doesn't see him as a shiny new toy and ruins the offensive gel. But look, you got to you got to say what's the risk versus the reward. And um, there's no you know, there's no risk right now. Right now there's not. So yeah. we'll see. Anyway, let's get to the picks. The Colts are coming in. Jonathan Taylor's been running the ball pretty well the last couple of weeks. Matt Ryan, he's a fossil, but he can still lace it when he has time. Michael Pittman Jr., Paris Campbell, Mo Alley Cox. They have an offense. Their offensive line has not gelled this year like it's supposed to, but it, it's still good. Their defense is still good. Quiddy Pay is over there. I'm pretty sure DeForest Buckner's over there for the Niners. They have playmakers on the Colts. Keith, do the do the Cowboys handle the Colts on Sunday Night Football to get to nine and three? Last time they were they they came to uh, Cowboys. They haven't beat us in in Dallas since nineteen ninety five or ninety six. I think I believe the last time they were there uh, was uh, two thousand fourteen, and we blew them out with Andrew Luck forty two seven. Now last we time we got blank, we got blank not too long ago. Last right? <laughs> time we played them in Indianapolis was twenty three nothing, which I think that's the only time our our Dak Prescott's ever been shut out. Maybe they're still thinking about that. That'd be nice. Um, but as I mentioned earlier, Jonathan Taylor, and they got a solid defense. Now, when I'm saying what they should do with the Matt Matt Ryan releasing the ball real quick and running, we're, we're not bringing up their high school head coach, who was an awesome center, Jeff Saturday, who didn't know about his uh, timeouts. But we can't really get on anyone. He went to the he went to the school. He went to the timeout school that same timeout school that McCarthy went to. Yeah, I was going to say we can't really say anything. <laughs> but looking at the game. Um, now, at this time of the season, after Thanksgiving, <coughs> Marcel says you know what your team is. You are what your we record can't, says you are. Whatever it is, we can't – we can't – this isn't a game you lose right now. You just don't. Like you are saying, Sturge, okay? But they're not trash, and it can happen. It absolutely can happen. But if you're a team – if you are a team that, that you know, wants to win this division, wants to prove to people, like you're saying, Sturge, and the power rankings and all that shit – you got to win this game. And when I say that is you got to win it, you, you don't need to kill them. Just beat them. You, it's okay. It's okay if it's 10-7 at halftime, okay? That's okay. All I'll that matters. Phone, I'll throw my phone under the couch on that All point. that matters is, the, is what the f- score is at the end of the fourth quarter, okay? Now, right. I think the Colts have um, offensive line issues, but so did uh, the Giants. And we had s- some issues getting to Daniel Jones. I mean, I thought we'd get to him a little well, we more. We got to him enough. We got to him enough, but I'm just saying now. I mean, the, the, you know, they drove down our – you know, a couple times against us in the first half, um, I think. But anyways, regardless, I think that, uh, you know, I'm going to say we win. Hmm, spreads 11 right now. Is it really? Yeah. Bro, it opened at eight. I know. It's at 11 right now. Holy shit. I think, yeah, yeah. So oh, I'm going to say, though, man, 24, we win. Nah, I'm gonna go higher. I'm gonna go 31 to. Now remember, like you were saying, they're averaging 30 plus. 31 10. So. 31 10. Yeah. Ooh, okay, Brett. 31 um, 10. <laughs> I gotta go. All right. Later. All right. Later, bro. What um, do we got? Yeah, uh, yeah, dude. First of all, on paper, I mean, you know, you got Saturday coming in as the coach. You got. Uh, on paper, I mean, again, I don't want to contradict <laughs> what I had said before. Uh-huh. Um, what the way we should win? I mean, we should put up at least thirty points. You would think. Yeah, and you know, hold them to at least a touchdown, ten points, maybe. I mean, when you think about the first what five, six games, our defense held everybody to just a touchdown. Correct. Correct. Yeah. I mean, I, but then again, you know, you also the game planning is, uh, you know, they don't, if they see what the giants did wrong, they're going to want to run more. But if they think that we're going to plan for them to run, they're going to try and pass more where, but you know, a lot of that's also going to be game time where they make adjustments. I mean, I'd say 30 to 10, 30 to 10. So one point off of your brother. All right. Yeah. I, I, I got the Cowboys winning this game 33-16. I think the Colts will get a touchdown early, and then the rest will be 10, 13, 16. You know what? Uh, uh, can, can I do 30 to 17? Sure, sure can. 30 to 17. So you got them scoring 30 20. to 17. Well, you know, again, I got to factor in Garbage. if a team's getting blown out, they're yep, going to yep, end yep. up, you know, preventing and, and right. you know. 
All right, so we all got the Cowboys winning this game to get to 9-3, and three, and also, obviously, our rooting interest is with the Titans, who play the Philadelphia Eagles this week. If the Eagles trip up just once and the Cowboys take care of business uh, for three straight weeks, which, again, all signs point to they should, but, again, we're not going to go nuts uh, and predict all that right off the rip, but it'll set up for a Christmas Eve division showdown where we can take well, control of the Well, let NFC. me ask you this, though. Let me ask you this. Okay, if, if we sweep the NFC East, right? except yeah. we can't already because we lost to the Eagles. And the Eagles sweep the NFC East, and we beat them, right? Goes the conference they, record. Yeah, but then we would be even, right? Then we go NFC record. I believe so, and we lost to all, all of our losses. All NFC, NFC teams. And that Philly I, would have tripped up against Washington. Uh, who else did they lose to? Is that it? No, no. Ten and one? Yeah. So, but they, yeah, they're 10-1. They they got. I guess they got to get picked off. I don't know how it works. All I know is if the Cowboys go into uh, Christmas Eve down a game, but the Eagles uh, down a game who, against the Eagles. The Eagles lost to Tennessee, right? Who they lose uh, to? Who? Who the Eagles? Eagles the, lose. The to? Eagles are playing the Titans this week. So who? Who the Eagles lose to? They only lost one game, so it's uh, to uh, who? Against the Redskins, uh, Commanders, whatever. Holy shit! Oh, okay. Oh, all right. So if we. If we sweep the division, they and we beat oh, then we would we would get it no matter what. Well, no, we we already have a loss to the Eagles, so. No, I'm saying if if they if they lose again and we keep winning, Christmas Eve when we play, they'll even right? up on losses. Yeah. Oh wait, that's Christmas Eve. What time does that game start? Four o'clock. I think I don't know. What in any event, we'll get there when we get there. The Cowboys got to take care of business this week first. So thank you guys for watching or listening. Uh, again, coming in January, you'll see our mugs over on a brand new streaming platform entitled the Premier Streaming Network. They just did their uh, press release today. So we're excited about that. We'll get all our ducks in a row with that. But let's take care of the Colts first. So for Dave Sturchill, Brett, and Keith Ernst, this has been another episode of the Jersey Boys Podcast. We'll see you guys next week. Let's go Cowboys. How about them Cowboys? Yeah! Roger, he's going long. Down the near sideline for Drew Pearson. Pearson makes the catch at the five. Touchdown. What you believe in? Stovall hit Pearson on a 50-yard touchdown. Runs deep. Up the middle.